um, hi everyone. Um, hello. hello. <laughs> hi everyone. Uh, I'm Charlene, uh, the host of today's uh, CEO class session. And first of all, thanks everyone for joining this session. And um, I first of all, I just want to introduce a little bit about why we have this CEO class sessions. Um, because we know that in this uh, COVID-19 outbreak situation, uh, many countries have closed their school, making it, um, it is more difficult for us to learn. But um, we believe that um, suspending classes uh, shouldn't suspend learning. So while there are so many e-learning classes available online, we believe it is even more critical to explore and inspire young people's personal goals and growth. And um, having clarity in the goals that we are trying to achieve while having a personal growth strategy is sometimes very challenging for us. And in our very busy daily life, uh, we have no time to think about it. So um, I think um, like, it's time for us to think about it and then to manage the risk into opportunities so that um, we can make this outbreak like COVID challenges into something that is uh, time for us to rethink and redefine our personal goal. And um, so we, uh, in these sessions, we are trying to like invite different CEOs to talk about like um, their journeys uh, to hope to inspire everyone. And um, today we are very happy to have Mr. Daniel Fonsois um, to talk about um, his adventure in becoming an entrepreneur. So yeah, hi Daniel. Hi Shalin, thanks for having me. Hi. Um, so, um, yeah, first of all, uh, could you please introduce a little bit about yourself and also maybe what you did, uh, what your companies do and like basically how it makes you into an entrepreneur? Sure, sure. Well, my name is Dana Francois. I'm from Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean. Uh, so my two main companies currently are StudySpace, which is an edtech platform where we aim to decentralize education and provide nationwide access in developing countries and emerging markets. Uh, the idea came from my co-founder, Ryan, his brother, Andre, actually had his second child and he wanted to get more time to do, I guess, family life and to enjoy life. So we proposed a video platform where he can record his sessions and basically, I guess, kind of clone himself online. And I did the entire discovery call with him, built out a business model. We won't even charge him. We're gonna just take a, I guess, equity, and we only we only make money if the, the project makes money, so he has no worry up front. But something we learned on our journey of doing client services, which I'll get to with client catchers, uh, a lot of people get cold feet when they're working on, I guess, their dream or their next big thing like you know and honestly he kind of flicked out last minute <laughs> and we thought it was a good idea so we was like okay let's encourage him and do it for someone else and why I think about it I guess Ryan and I, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan and I you know Ryan Augustine that's his full name we are both uh, problem solvers and people like to think a lot and get things right like we love the details you know and we realized okay well maybe not as a video platform that's really basic maybe it needs to be a have other features and we keep thinking about it, we spoke to teachers and then that turned into interviewing the principal's association president and then the principal's association president of secondary school as well as primary school and yeah we kind of snowballed into study space we wanted to provide something where 
you could get tailored curriculum content. And anywhere we anywhere we launch study space as a partner, we wanted to have like let's say we go to Asia, we want to have the Asian content. So it's very particular to the region rather than you know you have the Khan Academies and, and those uh, platforms where it's just North America and it's just that basic thing of okay if, if you're if you find your algebra or whatever it applies to you you learn it but it's not tailored to okay Charlene is from this region and she's go through this specific school process that's what we had in mind we wanted to have a bespoke education process for students and really actually that's what we wanted for ourselves you know so it's a really big task like a cartoon task it's really ambitious mm-hmm. but along, along the way we've met a lot of good advisors from Airbnb Coinbase Microsoft uh, they were all impressed that someone from the Caribbean was trying to do this because I mean this is a space where you have uh, like the EDX platform that hosts like Harvard content and Stanford you have Google Classroom and when they saw what the type study space they were actually impressed you know they're like we did even know people in the crib and did ux design and whatnot and had this ambition so we were able to win other people over on our side without too much resources because of the mission when they realized okay you all actually care about education and, and helping people and yeah uh it's been it's been a year and a half and we're at the point where we're getting closer to launch uh we didn't want to rush anything in the journey which i could go into more currently where VCs will give you different advice and how to get scalable and VCs are selling profit. They, they're not really caring about the product as much as you do, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so those are things you have to navigate early and learn along the journey. What's the difference between a venture capitalist? What's the difference between an angel investor? What's the difference between being bootstrapped? Because currently we are bootstrapped because of the conflicting interests we were find with early investors that were working, that wanted to be in the project. How much person mm-hmm. they trying to get? You know, early, so once one company wanted to give us 100,000 euros, but they wanted 15% of the company. And we're like, mm, that's not a really fair valuation based on our, you know, everything we've done. But there's so many things you have to learn along the way as an entrepreneur. And we, we're navigating. And now we're at the point where uh, Ryan actually recently landed a job at a, a really good company. And I should want me to mention where exactly it works, but, you know, and it's been in well. Um, I'm actually in process of also getting outside of these things our jobs so we keep bootstrapping the company where it serves the features we like so we when to have live teaching uh one-on-one tutor calls detailed mm-hmm. content with repayable videos and it's going to be game five so you have the leaderboards and whatnot uh, actually i can actually share with you at, at some point so you could actually see it um i don't know maybe cut it in somewhere in the video but mm-hmm. yeah we really care about the project a lot and a lot of people that work at notable companies believe in the project and they all agree with us it's like the, you don't want to regret rushing the project and getting the wrong investors involved before uh-huh. you take your time, you grow your own skill sets, you invest your own money yourself. It may be a little slower, but it's going to be a way better product and journey than, you know, the method of the people who have taken money too early from investors and investors control the company. Like, you have to do this. I want 20%. You have to jump when I say jump. You know, that kind of situation. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. That, so that's where we are with study space. Uh, very excited yeah. about it. For 2022, and I'm also the CEO and co-founder of the Draper House in the Caribbean. Uh, so, for, I, some people will be familiar with Tim Draper. He's a legendary billionaire CEO, uh, venture capitalist. Uh, he invests in Hotmail, Skype, Coinbase. He holds a lot of Bitcoin currently. So, you probably see him on CNBC a lot talking about Bitcoin, different things like that. Uh, yes, yeah, so they have a lot of venture funds, and they have a Draper University. And yeah, they actually. So let me get to the story, right? <laughs> so 
my friends were really actually signed up for the fundamentals program in 2020, okay, 2020, 2021. Oh, sorry, 2022, sorry. Yeah, so he signed up for the fundamentals program last year. That's why he got in, introduced to them. And I didn't do programmers yet. He just told me about it. And I'm a networker online, like I'm a real cyber <laughs> networker. So I joined the entrepreneur network. And a, a, a lady by the name of Trina Kim, she actually saw my pitch deck and really liked it. So we, we had a private chat and she's like, yo, this is really good. This is really amazing. This is like way better than what the big companies are doing. You know, how far are you along? And I told her, we in the design process and we get the developers, trying to get the right developers who understand how to take it to the next level. And we just became friends and she, she added me to the, the Slack network and introduced me to a different company the network. And I became part of the network without any programmers yet. And then fast forward, so they actually went to the uh, the Hero University program this year, and while while he was organizing to go there, uh, the, the president of the Paper Sata House called Vikram. He he is the president of Paper Sata House, and the, and he sent out an email to network saying, you know, we are trying to impact him a million entrepreneurs by the year 2030. What are some locations you think we should expand to? And I was like, you know, trend that definitely because. Like myself, we uh, have a couple of friends in the space right now trying to really push technology. Now that's internet, but the Caribbean, I was like, yeah, it's a great opportunity. I also have some friends who are working for the public sector, senators and government officials who also want to get technology pushed, but they don't know where to start because they aren't in the space. So it was really a good opportunity. So I met Vikram and Christian, who is the Latin America uh, president of the the Draper Startup Association and we had initial conversations so they hopped on the call and yeah we took it from there and, and next thing you know we signed a five-year deal with Draper Startup mm-hmm. Adventures you know and what we love about them they are very no-nonsense move very quickly put the money where the mouth is put the support where the mouth is we had a call let's say one month the next month it was like okay we met with a we made my ambassador we liked the vision you'll have so let's go ahead and do it, you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Right. Right. We had a deal with the Caribbean and they invested in us and we we're gonna open some co-working spaces and have a direct line of Silicon Valley funding, which is I believe the first time in the Caribbean we have that direct access. Usually, you know, you have the situation where founders get a pitch once in whether it's a competition or accelerator or there's a demo day. And after there's no ecosystem, there's no follow-up. Um mm-hmm. The thing with the Draper Startup House model, they actually want to ingratiate themselves. Uh, one second, let me close. Let me close WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, they want to ingratiate themselves in the spaces they are and really, really help. You know, so this is actually monumental for the program, this step we're taking. Uh, yeah, that. so that's really the, the Draper Venture. So we plan to have co working spaces, we plan to have educational programs, we plan to collaborate with other. Uh, tech programs in the region. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah so that's, that's what it's about currently. I see, I see. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really impressive that uh, like you're able to handle so many things at at the same time. And yeah, um, yeah I can tell that your businesses are really like prompting people to interact and um, it's very like a humanistic approach uh, companies. Yeah, so um, yeah. Uh, like 
Like during your, like, can you just let us know、uh, what motivated you to set up the companies, or like、uh, why you're doing all these? Well, definitely a passion for business in general. Not just for my myself personally, but in the region, I believe with a lot of talented people in the Caribbean, and usually when you break out of the Caribbean, we are exceptional. You know, we have to work hard to get out of the region. You get the Bob Marleys, the Usain Bolts, you get the Rihannas, you get the Marsha Montanos, you get uh, people, uh, Beckel Wooding. A lot of you might even know him in tech. He has, I think, one of the keys to the internet or something crazy like that. When you check it out on Wikipedia, like we, when you leave the region, we have really exceptional talent, and I think we have to work too hard to get the same opportunities at other places. So, study space was that was built with that in mind. Let's have a learning management system that can take you not only through education, but open a work pipeline. That okay, you graduate from high school and study space, you have the entire transcript online. Amazon could come to us and be like, okay, we're looking for Caribbean talent, and we have the entire transcript. So you know how well they did, you know everything. And also, we we're not focusing only on、uh, the traditional school curriculum. We, we want you to have. Like bootcamp skills, you're gonna learn work web development. You're gonna have access to what is UX design, what is product management, what is graphic design. So it's gonna take you all the way. It's gonna be a, a really clear transition. Now, the, the old school system has sort of failed us to a degree, so let's improve. You know, you're gonna have the, uh, the traditional school foundation,、no. but then you're gonna have the development skills. So you're gonna be a graphic designer or designer. You know already. Okay, I don't want to be a doctor. I want to do this skill. I want to do that skill. Because not everyone is cut out to be a lawyer, a doctor. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There are a lot of creative people that don't get the chance to shine with the opportunity. So, with the connections we're making with the drapers and even personally Ryan and I with some Silicon Valley companies, whether it's Airbnb or Coinbase and whatnot, and most recently I met product manager from TikTok that actually wants to get involved with our draper programs.、Mm-hmm. You wanna have, you wanna have that opportunity to give. Okay. Caribbean talent are using a way to shine and get the funding to the right places, and the government will obviously come and support. And it's okay. We have the way built already, so now we know how to help you guys、uh, make this happen faster and accelerate things. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's really meaningful because I'm、um, like you're transforming like how education should be, and you're helping to build people into like a very、um, with more skills. Yeah, so it's really meaningful. Definitely, and as you know, in this new modern day,、uh, skills need to be learned like every six months, depending on the field you're in.、Uh, we don't have the luxury of parents have where you work for one company for twenty years and you、mm-hmm. do the same thing every day. Now robots are replacing you. Now、yes. algorithms, algorithms are replacing you. They can count faster than us, so you have to get more problem solving, more hands-on to figure out、okay, what do we do. That robots can do. How do we solve? How do we empathize with situations? You know, those are、yeah. things we want to teach in study space and the triple programs. So we、uh-huh. have the accelerator programs or the incubators.、Uh, yes. People are going to learn not only the hard skills of okay, this is what you create a pitch deck or whatever. That's that's great. But how do you present yourself? How do you network?、Uh, how do you get tickets up the next level? Basically, soft skills are, are just as important as hard skills, if not more important. Honestly, you know. Yeah, I think in this、uh, like fast-moving world, it's really important to develop yourself into like an all-rounded person. So、um, I think、uh, like your company is really helping on this piece. <laughs>、yeah.
Yep. So, um, yeah, you mentioned um, yeah, like a lot about like you have many business partners and clients, and um, yeah, can you let us know a little bit like uh, maybe is there challenges in like working with so many people or like uh, in co-founding a business uh, with a partner? So, um, yeah, can you Definitely. let us know a little bit on this? Most definitely. Well, I know I have I have a unique situation where Ryan, my co-founder, we've been best friends for like almost twenty years. So we have been life partners through school, through college, through partying, through smaller businesses. Uh, so, for example, in twenty eleven to twenty fourteen, we had a creative company called Beats by Chuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Chuff is actually his nickname. He was a player on the Beats by Drake, and we made this custom-made uh, beat jewelry. And it caught on, and next thing you know, we were designing for carnival bands in the region. We designed for Miami Carnival. We were able to network with Pitbull and different people outside the region, Marsha Montano. Um, a lot of entrepreneurship takes you so many places you never expect to go, even the smart ideas, you know, once you execute it right, you know, we, we care about the product, we keep iterating on it. it, it we made flexi wire so it, it didn't burst. Yeah. And, you know, you know, that was just one of our early projects that got us into meeting people and developing things. Uh, in 2016, we would have started our tech journey. That's when I actually left one of my jobs due to a fallout in a company. And I realized, okay, what do I want to do where I could kind of not end up in a situation? How can I be more of a consultant rather than an employee? I could just get fired. And Ryan and I started doing uh, web courses. And of course, we stopped at first. Uh, but we kept trying and learning and then we went to Facebook groups and we'll say, okay, there are older people in real estate and whatever and they probably need a website. So does anyone want a free website? And people say, yes, yes, pick me, pick me. And we'll choose two people, create a website. And then we started building our portfolio. So now that we have, let's say, three sites for free, okay, who will pay 200 US for a website? And then people like, yeah, sure. And then they move, okay, who will pay 500? And then they move, okay, we need, we need to get clients that way anymore because now we have a portfolio and we get some traffic in these groups. And then they move to $1,000, they move to, okay, we learn how to do e-commerce sites, how to do Google Analytics, how to create a funnel. And we just right. keep learning from there as we move on from 2016 to 2020 to present day, you know, we designed uh, websites for some government agencies and different things like that. Um, yeah, we, we kind of throw ourselves into projects, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really great because, um, like, I can tell you're very proactive to learn different things online and then also very proactively, like, doing networking as well. Yeah, and to answer your question, you asked me what are some things I learned that was difficult about partners and whatnot. Yeah, mm-hmm. you definitely have friends that, okay, you may be able to hang out with or even yeah. help them with their projects. However, you need to have people on your team with similar drives or that want similar outcomes. So I think in going to any relationship, and this probably applies mm-hmm. to things outside of business, have an alignment conversation first. Okay, what do you want out of this project? What are your goals in life? And do we align, you know? Do you, I like to work eight hours a day or 12 hours a day. I want to get as fast as possible. Is this something that you want to take it that far or do you just want a small passive income? Because somebody, I guess the roadblocks I ran into before would have been misalignment of goals, you know. I want to I want to have a drink of the house in the Caribbean and someone has made us want to make extra money. It's, it's very different goals, yes. you know. So yes. you, it will be conflict if you don't have proper conversation. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like、uh, having like a common goal with like the whole team and your business partner is really important. So that、um, this will definitely、um, speed up the process in developing your company. Definitely, alignment conversations are very important. Yes. yes. And、um, like,、uh, I'm also interested to know、um, who would you like to thank the most、uh, for what you have achieved today, like on a commercial aspect.、Uh, business-wise, commercially, that's a difficult question because I feel like there are so many people. There are books that have inspired me. You know, people that I'm even alive or I never met, like a, a Peter Drucker, Charlie Munger. Their books were so well written. Well-defined teaching exactly. Okay, this is what entrepreneurship is about. You know, simple phrases like measurement is management. You know,、mm-hmm. that changed my mindset so much so that、I'm, I count everything now because of those learnings. You know, or、oh, there are people who people、uh, like Ty Lopez online. He has a bad rap for being a, a fake marketer, but he's actually a really good business guy. And one of his courses actually got me into digital marketing. He had a SMA,、mm-hmm. SMMA course called Social Media Marketing Agency. And that's how Ryan and I started the business. You know, I had a friend I was involved before, and he, he moved on to something else. But that started us into wanting to get more technical and learn more things and how to network. And he also strives to not only focus on business, but on health, wealth, love, and happiness, or something like that. You know, so the four、right. pillars he calls it. So while you're working, not only focusing on business and money, but is this thing helping your personal life, or is it? You know, like are you taking care of yourself? Are you burning out? So he's definitely one of the people that I guess business people may have to re- expect, but he's really good at what he does.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's so many people. There's too much in like Gary Beasley, Andy Fasellas. Like there are many, many people. And outside of business, I would have been inspired by hip hop culture, you know, by storytellers, people overcoming situations in their music, whether it's a Kanye West or a Jay Z or who have you, you know.、Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very audacious form of music, you know. And it is where you're done. They can give you a boost. If you're thinking one million was plenty of money, you may push to think ten million dollars. You may push to think a hundred million dollars. You know, it's a very inspiring form of music. Of course, there's the bad side, but if you choose the right artist, I believe it's very, very good. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Yeah, it's really interesting that you mentioned that a lot of your, like, people that you want to thank may not be someone that you have literally met. Yeah, but you're able to get inspiration from there. For sure, I, I think some of the best friends you may ever have are books. You know, that there'll be times on the journey where your friends may not be in the same mindset as you. You know, and that's okay. You shouldn't force anyone, or you should just be friends. But you, you of yourself, you have to go and seek out learnings from whoever else, whether it's someone you could actually get mentored from, or maybe、mm-hmm. it's a book. And I'm at the level where you can, are able to now meet your mentors. You know, by、mm-hmm. learning the foundation at those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure, yeah. So,、uh, Mr. Dano, you mentioned a lot about like what do you want to do in life, and having a like goal in life is very important to you. So、um, now I want to know a little bit more about like your life philosophy and beliefs. So,、uh, can you let us know how you define success in life, and what is your life philosophy, basically?、Uh, that's a really good question. Ah.、Uh, <laughs> This may sound a little、uh, creepy to people who, I guess, are afraid of death. But my life philosophy actually is "Momentum Mori." It's Latin for "Remember Death."、Uh, a lot of my life has been inspired by death, and in a positive way. Meaning, when you think about how the trivial things you may worry about sometimes, and you think about, okay, am I dying, or is this 
what I think when I'm 90 and I'm in my deathbed, would I regret this? Probably not, you know? So that inspires me a lot. So a lot of my life philosophy, which is, I guess, from the stoicism teachings, is revolves around momentum or, you know? Uh, a lot of the people I would have looked up to, but as a Steve Jobs, so his book is really good. Uh, and these people talk about connecting the dots and different things like that. That was a motivating factor for a lot of them, you know? Steve Jobs, a lot, he, he posed a question in my mind a lot, you know, what do I think if I die? What would I have left? Would I have left that attention in the universe or would I have just went through life? I got a degree, I got married, I got a kid, I got a few friends, you know? It made me question a lot of things and a lot of my life philosophy is, yeah, is really rose around that for sure. I see, I see. That's interesting. And um, I'm also interested to know about, like, because I can tell you're a very brave person that you're willing to try different things. Um, so what is the most memorable mistake or failure you have uh, made when you were younger, maybe, for example, during school? And um, how did you solve it? And like, looking back, how do you see it now? Uh, mistakes. I probably have a lot, you know. One uh, <laughs> mistake, I think, and there was a time when I, in my younger life, in high school, I didn't want to make too many mistakes, you know. And that was limiting me. So I wasn't trying things as much as I should have. And I can't remember if it was probably a song or something about, probably a cheesy song about, you rather die enormous than live dormant. And I, that line sparked something in me as like really and truly like, you care about what people think and feeling and I realized, okay, this my biggest mistake has been afraid of making mistakes. So that was definitely something I realized, mm-hmm. oh, this is actually a problem and I started just trying different things, you know. Uh, if you want to get something more tangible than that, I guess when I was working my first job in the bank, uh, a customer wanted about $10,000 in change, so they brought $100 bills to change into like $20 bills and I gave them back their money as well as the change and <laughs> my manager freaked out and I was like okay I'm about to be fired probably I just gave away about $4,000 or something mm-hmm. and the customer called the bank and I was like I think I got the wrong change and the, the, she, the customer knew me I can't remember her name right now I shouldn't reveal her name anyway but she knew me and she's like yeah Dana gave me too much change and she came back to the bank and they were so happy she was so honest and she's like yeah Dana always takes care of me and there are times where I would probably bend policies if they aren't harmful to the bank just to speed things up and I had a lot of clients come back to me for that and thank me for like dropping them on the line so if you could sign something and I just process the transaction for you and to help you with I'll do those things for clients and that that went a long way for me they gave me gifts they even after my job they would have supported my other future businesses and it's, it's crazy what helping people can do even for you when you make mistakes you know yeah 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 yeah. i like the fact that you pointed out that um you have made many mistakes and then what well, your biggest mistake is to be afraid of making mistakes that's really interesting yeah yeah, most so, definitely. yeah i think yeah i think it's very important for us to like realize uh, what we have to like not good enough in the past and then we keep improving ourselves Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of us suffer from imposter syndrome, you know, like even when you're qualified and you have a certificate, am I a doctor or am I a business person? And business is different from other things, you know, because a certificate really doesn't make you successful. You have to just have a successful business, you know, mm-hmm. and that could be scary or it could be important depending on how you look at it. If you're afraid of mistakes, 
entrepreneurship may not be the right thing for you because you're only going to make mistakes and just get better at making less mistakes you know really yeah 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 yeah, definitely yeah so um yeah actually a lot of our audience are like young people who are like maybe very um maybe very like looking forward to enter to the like working uh working life yeah so um maybe talking about mistakes so uh, another question would be what what is the greatest myth that you heard about um, the workplace or school? So which you would recommend our audiences not to follow? For example, like for me, I always like in an Asian society, especially like we are always told that grades are really important. So you need good grades to get into a really good university or if not, you will be a failure or a loser in life. So that's uh, what we are always told about. Yeah. So what's your like? Um, advice to the audience like have you like in your culture or in your society do you like have any teachings about this which you disagree and you advise our audiences to unlearn those for sure and to be honest like all my friends who want to school whether it's America or anywhere there were other Asian students you already are like <laughs> top of the class like you all are you all do all your homework you all are literally <laughs> smartest you know so I understand why now um, yeah, I think that's a myth, depending on the, on, the, on the career you're going after. I mean, if you want to be the best surgeon in the world, I would love my surgeon to have all A's and do all the, you know, doctor hours or whatever. But depending on the, if, you, if it's more problem solving and different creative endeavors, I don't think getting all A's is something mm-hmm. you need to strive for. I actually think that's, con- I think that's wrong. That's counterintuitive, but it's actually wrong. If you don't have time to explore yourself as an individual while getting your 4.0 GPA or whatever you're stressing about, you miss out on, on life, you may miss out on networking in school, you may miss out on so much things trying to be this perfect student, you know? A lot yes. of my a lot of my growth happened between classes, meeting someone mm. on campus or having a conversation with a lecturer about, I don't really like your class, you know? And I, I like you, but not your class. And being that brief to tell them that, they laugh and be like, what? And we have a real conversation and they'll tell me about Okay, I like your business and I, I see what you're talking about. And I had some deep conversations with people about I wish I actually partied more in school and met more people and part fun and, and they explained a lot of things to me about networking and you know, some people have they, they point out to me, some people you're partying with are actually very influential people, children. You actually should actually stay in touch with them, you should actually do this. I didn't do that. I got all A's and now I'm just a doctorate teacher and I am paying a car loan. You know, so I, yes. I would definitely see the greatest method thinking you have to only focus on school and get all A's and get a four point two GPA. Yeah, that's definitely the greatest. Method. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree a lot. Yeah, after entering the workspace, I think um, grades aren't that important, and um, yeah, it's really good. Like, it's really important to really enjoy your life and like follow your heart. For sure, have an open mind. Be, be willing to yes. learn, though. Always, definitely, you know. definitely, yeah. And um, also, I would like to um, like ask you about like because uh, we are under like the pandemic, and then everything is very uncertain, or maybe some people feel that um, a little bit hopeless about the future. So, um, what advice would you give to people who are like uncertain about their personal goals, or like maybe they are at a low point in life? Uh, what advice do you have for those people? That's a serious question. Uh, honestly. There's an exercise called Ikigai, it's actually a Japanese concept, so you may know it. Uh, which actually means reason for being, that's what Ikigai means. So there's this Venn diagram, 
where it lets you put things in perspective. Uh, your needs, things you're good at, uh, things you need like money, your vocation, your passion. And it makes you list out all these activities and it, it kind of forces you to put them in order so you can figure out where they intersect. So what are you good at basically? I think that's a really, really powerful exercise that Ryan and I did some years ago. Uh, and if you're in a low point, I don't know, find your favorite music, uh, find positive talks on YouTube mm-hmm. or follow someone like Gary V. Gary V gives out a great perspective at scale, you know. Uh, I'm also a big fan of therapy and mental health, so I would say if you could go to a, a psychologist or a therapist, you could start off with a free one online, something, because I mean, you will actually need all of us, you know. Imagine if, I don't know, someone like Malcolm X gave up on himself early in life when he was still Detroit Red, you know. You will not have known a revolutionary. Whether he's a conflicting character, people like him and don't like him, but he changes life from being a street thug to actually being someone that gives speeches and whatnot, you know. So mm-hmm. you don't ever want to count yourself out too early in life. You don't ever want to, you know, but that's easier said than done, you know. Some people have support systems and different things like that. So I would say, reach out to somebody. There must be one person that loves you or one online self that resource that may change your life, you know? Yes, yes. Remember that we're never alone. Yeah, there are always people out there who are willing to help or like willing to talk to you. So, um, and life is always full of hope. For sure. We just need to share, you know, something we're afraid to share that we need yeah. help. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, when you talk to people, you realize like how like many people are actually undergoing the same situation as you, so you don't feel lonely anymore. For sure. And what will your advice be? I, I don't know, I feel like I'm doing all the talking. I actually want to hear, like, what are your thoughts on, on that? Um, yeah, I think um, for me, um, I think it's very important to be like proactive um, to look for different um, like resources online um, to actually know how you should be like dealing in difficulties in life and um, always follow your heart and uh, like follow your feeling as well. Like sometimes you need reassurance uh, or reaffirmation, um, like um, just to make yourself feel comfortable. So you might read some like really um encouraging stories or motivational stories or like uh ted talks yeah that really helps me in this situation because um there are people who are actually doing better um in um like facing challenges um and there are many creative ways that they come up with on how to like deal with like um like um negative emotions etc yeah so i really um encourage people to like look up like first of all like share your feelings with your like close ones as well as like look up for resources online definitely (laughs) yeah that's my that's my feeling after like um almost two years under the pandemic yes it's been a very stressful time for everyone you know but some people also have been very uh happy for the pandemic meaning Uh i'm sure they're not happy that people are in pain or an anguish but the tech businesses have boomed the most we have ever seen in a short space of time you know yes yes for sure (laughs) yep so um yeah i'm sure that some of our audiences are actually like maybe planning to set up their own business um as well so what suggestion would you give to them uh like for people who are like planning to start a company um i think that in my mind there are two basic ways to go about it 
one, there's a way you can just have an, a crazy idea and just go at it with no judgment to yourself, you know? Just go into it, okay, I'm going to learn, I'm going to try, I like this thing, maybe I want to sell lollies. It could be anything as stupid as it, you may think it sounds. There's probably a billion dollars. For every stupid thing you think about, there's probably a billion dollar or multi-million dollar company for it, whether it's a trampoline, whether it's ice cream, like there's someone who did nothing think it was stupid and made a lot of money doing it. You know, and also going to it for the experience. You doing business, you figure out who you are as a person during the, the hardships or during the failures or during the successes. You see who you are, you see who your business partners are, you see who your friends are, you see who your family is. Like honestly, business is one of the most revealing things I think anyone can do in life, honestly. And the, the other way to go about it is okay, if you're really maybe experienced in life study whatever industry it is you, you're getting into and possibly find a mentor and mm-hmm. you go about it that kind of precision like way where okay, I'm not a young kid trying to play, play around I want to you know so then research it properly uh, be an ikigai or whatever it is to you know make sure you're actually doing something you care about and network 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 go on LinkedIn go on Instagram go on travels I met a lot of people on travels that changed my tech trajectory a lot you know yeah, yeah. yeah definitely yeah, I like the fact that you point out like um, like it's always important to have a crazy idea and start with something small and maybe like um, yeah that's um, like and I also like what you mentioned about like um, like setting up a business is actually a journey to understand yourself yeah so no matter what the result is I think um, it's, there is always gain to your like personal growth or experiences for sure, for sure, definitely. Mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes in business you get so caught up with numbers and data and insights and how much views and honestly, some of the best business people I know, they look at long cultural trends like a Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger. They, they're not into NFTs, anything like that. And they don't think, it's not that they don't think it's not going to work. One, they don't get into any business they don't understand. They don't mm-hmm. try to follow any shiny object syndrome trends. Okay, this is a new thing, I'm going to run it. No. This is what I am good at, and they stick to that. And they look at long-term trends. What has happened in the last fifty years? I think any business person who really stress about business, you would want to read a lot. History repeats itself a lot, and yes. you could you could also kind of predict a lot of the future when you know. Okay, when it had the third industrial revolution, this is what happened. So now that we have this technology revolution, you could you could see similarities, and you could avoid a lot of mistakes, and you could actually capitalize a lot. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so yeah, thanks a lot for your sharing. So um, is there any further words that you want to give to our audience? Um, if not, then we will move to the Q&A session. Um, no, I feel like I, I spoke a lot. I'd rather have a Q&A session. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, they are very interesting. Yeah. So um, yeah, for uh, any audience, uh, if you want to like ask Mr. Dano any questions, uh, feel free to like write the questions in the messaging column. Yeah, and then um, um, we will address those. Yep. So yeah, we got a question from Cyro. Um, yeah, so he would like to know what's uh, Mr. Donald's advice on having the motivation to keep learning, especially that we're always busy in other things. No, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, I guess I have a really strong sort of product manager mindset. Like, even before I knew what the actual position was, uh, I don't know, maybe it's in it, but in product management, you have priority, strategy, and execution. 
and I give priority is something humans get wrong a lot. So sometimes we are busy, but we aren't productive. So I think you need to kind of question yourself a lot and step back at the end of the week and okay, I did a lot of things this week. What was really priority? How much did it move the needle? And I think when you, you start doing that more, you realize, well, at least for me and my friends and Ryan, realize, okay, learning had a very big impact in our trajectory forward or, or what have you. So we started trying not to be as busy and let's learn more, let's get better at things. So let's talk to people who have pulled along the journey in a field we are into and that saves you a lot of time and it, you get addicted to learning sometimes. So, you know, but having mentors, people networking, that allows you to figure out what to prioritize to learn and how to execute and not just get caught also in the self-help piece. That's also I think people get caught in just being self-help junkies and whatnot, you know, but once you see the power of learning and what it impacts on your productivity of your business or anything, you're like, okay, I should learn some more, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And yeah, is there any more questions from the audiences? Like it can be about anything about like um, your life, your struggle, or like any like business advices from Mr. Donald. Everyone has a question. I actually want to ask you a question also about getting involved in CEO class and your journey to this point also. Oh, you mean you're at Asking the audiences? Oh no, well, if no one in the audience has a person currently, I actually want to ask you that, like, what got you here currently, Charlene, you know, to be interviewing me from Hong Kong, you know, like, what was your journey to this point? Hello, you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean my like journey to this point? Yeah. Oh, like um, yeah. I think um, like myself isn't a very like entrepreneurial person. Like I've always been like a like normal employee, like um, like standard employee in a company. Yeah, but um, after like uh under this uh pandemic, uh, I think uh it makes me to rethink because like the business model has changed a lot. Like uh, companies are looking more for a like hybrid roles that uh, they're not looking for like people with specific skills. Like it's no longer the trend anymore because um like uh like um like maybe company wants to like hire the less people for like more work. Yeah. So um this really makes me rethink that uh how as an employee I should be. So um I'm really hoping to equip myself into like um more skills uh, so that um, to fit the society yeah and I think uh, it's really uh, interesting to learn from CEOs because um, like uh, you are always like motivation like motivated to like learn different new things yes yeah, so I think um, like it really benefited me a lot okay I think we have a question from you yes yeah. so we have a question from uh, Sweetie uh, so um, she uh, uh like uh they were they're asking about like uh what synergies do you see between the caribbean and hong kong <laughs> yeah okay that's actually a very good question thanks for that question uh so definitely in the caribbean now that we're on this journey to become a startup hub and 
we definitely have synergies where there are a lot of talent from Asia, from Hong Kong. Uh, actually, with a guy called Andrew Choi, he's a really talented guy. He works at Coinbase. I believe you'll have a lot of talent that may not, uh, as you know, you'll have the strict policy and grades and whatnot. And I think the Caribbean actually has so much lack of talent in terms of, yes, we have people in the tech space, but you all are further along in, in, in this whole tech journey. And I believe that the Caribbean and Hong Kong and places like that should definitely collaborate in terms of uh, knowledge share, uh, having consultants come across the Caribbean, show us how to set up different tech businesses or run different boot camps with us, need to for startup house. Those are things I'm definitely working on currently. But if you can accelerate that, that definitely be great, you know, because we what we can what we can also give you all the trade off will be I guess lifestyle. You come here for vacation. You can come and do business here. You know we are oil and gas uh, rich yes. sector. Uh, we definitely have a lot of untapped sectors and resources that I believe Hong Kong and, and, and China could do business with. Uh, China is one of our good uh, national partners, and leadership is also strengthening and growing because they also see value here with our natural resources and different things like that. So I believe. What we have naturally in resource in terms of whether it's the pitch lake or the gas, you'll have natural resource in terms of humans. You'll have way more humans on us uh, and you'll have a high standard for producing tech consultants, tech engineers. Uh, so I believe that's a really good synergy we need to keep delving on. And you know, I hope myself and my co-founders, Zwede and Leanne, you know, we could keep meeting people like your CEO class and really going into these relationships so we can train our our own uh, citizens to get more tech driven and see what are the possibilities you know not everyone has to be in tech but it's definitely a way out for us via this whole remote work trend that's going on you know Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree. And I think uh, more importantly, maybe like one other aspect is that um, because now we are like, even though we are very far apart and we have like 12 hour difference, uh, now we are talking. Uh, it shows that like uh, it's much easier for us to connect to different world now. Yeah, so I think that like it's very, it would be very interesting to have like more cultural interaction between like different countries, especially like Caribbean and Hong Kong as well. <laughs> Yeah. Most definitely. And actually on this point, you actually sparked a really good thought I had. Uh, it's a talk I saw from Alex Wood where the culture exchange and now with the internet, there's so much less space in between cultures and learning from each other, like with forks, for example, this is a real basic example, but she's talking about the fork and technology, right? When you think about technology, you think about computers only, but anything that helps you do anything is basically technology. So the four kind of helps you eat faster, right? So it's not really focused on technique or anything. It's focused on just eating as much as possible. Whereas eating with chopsticks is more of an art, it's more of a discipline. And, a, you know, you, you see it body food and, you, you know, it's just a whole different process. And I think those things only come up because you meet people from other cultures and it, it sparks these different questions and these different ideologies for us to share more. And like you said, it, um, it's, what time is it now? It's... 11.7 p.m. here, but it's fine, you know, I'm up, you're up, and we have been this cultural exchange right now, you know, so yes. we, can, we should definitely keep doing these things. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, you're my first Caribbean friend, actually. <laughs> I'm, I feel a pleasure and a privilege to be with you. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, seems there are no more questions. Uh, is there last quest? Any like last questions uh, from our audiences? Oh, 
So one more question we got is that、um, what is your approach to networking, and、um, how do you go about ensuring that it is meaningful and beneficial to your business or your personal journey? Yeah, this is an interesting one. Ah,、oh, that's interesting.、Uh, that's a two. I guess a two-part answer would be. Sometimes, yes, you're going to networking situations. Where, okay, this person is way ahead of me in、uh, business or technology in some way, whether it's engineering or, or whatnot. You know. Oh, one second. I could think of it. Yeah, and、um, that may be a thing, you know. However, sometimes natural networking, where you meet people on a vacation or at other party or just some event, and you just reach out to someone, that's a whole different situation where. You you may meet someone that may change your life unplanned, you know. So I think it's a combination of both. Definitely, you, you may go to LinkedIn and I can give you a, a secret I, I use on Clubhouse. I will literally search. Okay, I'm looking for let's say a UX designer. I'll type in UX design. I'll join some groups and I will literally just talk to people. I don't know, one of them I'll find a fit with. And then sometimes I'm not looking for someone in that way and I'm just in a chat room or something. And you know, I also found someone that's really good for business. And now we're looking to. Maybe bring I don't know a carnival to Hong Kong, you know, because carnival is a really big industry for us, a really high、uh, foreign direct, direct investment earner for us. And what if Trinidad and Hong Kong may want to celebrate that? You're really good at, at creative arts and design. Maybe you all help us take carnival to the next level. Maybe we have carnival in Hong Kong with a partnership with you guys, you know, because there's carnival in so many cities around the world. Nothing else carnival. There's carnival in Toronto, you know. Again. Back, that's probably back to this point of there's some synergies that possibly can happen between the Caribbean and Hong Kong. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, I think、um, like what I know about the Caribbean, you're like very like you like carnivals, like、uh, very happy people. But in like Hong Kong, we are more like reserved. Yeah, so I think if we like can have some partnership, it would be really interesting that we can learn from each other. And over the years, we we've had. Asian people come and learn our culture, and there's like a lot of. I'm not sure if you know, there's a lot of Asian dancehall groups where they practice in studios and they fight the Trinidad Carnival and they dance, and we invite them on stage, and sometimes they become part of our bands and different things like that. So we have had some small interactions over the years with Asia into our carnival culture and different things like that.、Uh, Marsha Matando definitely maybe was a pioneer for that,、uh, and in the dancehall culture for sure, like. The Google Asian dance, so like it's getting bigger and bigger. So the, the Caribbean and Asia, we 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 are currently, I guess, flirting with each other. But I think there's more room for growth, and it will only happen over time. And I guess with、yeah. these deliberate conversations, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hopefully, like um, like we can have more networking events later on. For sure, for sure, and even so, on a party level, and as well as a industry level, you know. There must be some resource that we probably don't have from each other, and that we could share. Whether it's a human resource, whether it's infrastructure, you, you all are great at architecture and and development. You know, you may be able to guide us on sustainable sustainable buildings and economies, and you know the world is going green and all that sort of thing. And also because you have more people than us, you have to prioritize. You know, so you have to teach a lot about running sustainable organizations and the whole. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think like when people from different, very different cultural backgrounds talk together, there will be always like some crazy ideas that come up that may help, like、um, launching a new business, helping the world. Yeah, for sure.、Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so um yeah, is there more questions? Um yeah, if there isn't any more questions, uh, Mr. Donald, do you have any like last words to our audiences? For sure, I'll thank everyone for tuning in. Everyone to have any great questions. Uh, those are great questions. Uh, also thank you, Charlene and Siren, for even entertaining me and you know, being open to having different entrepreneurs on different backgrounds. Uh, for the CEO class, something that I think has a lot of potential to keep growing. Uh, I definitely would like to know how we could probably get involved uh, between myself, as really Leanne, and the Trippers at the host team in the Caribbean. Um, this is definitely has something that I think we would want to be involved in. How, how do we get more Caribbean CEOs involved? How do we have the reverse of the situation, maybe? We have someone interview one of y'all, you know, and really get a cultural exchange. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and um, yeah, thanks, uh, Mr. Donald, uh, for your sharing today. And uh, I personally has learned a lot, and I hope um, I think the audience also have learned a lot as well. Yeah, and I think the most important thing for us during this pandemic is to like keep our hope um, and to keep ourselves equipped, and then the opportunity will come. And most importantly, is to enjoy our life and to see it as a journey and a and a like maybe an adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely, and I, I love the point that you brought up optimism. Yes. Is, is it you know like most entrepreneurs when they do studies, the ones that are optimistic are the ones that follow through. You know, like usually people that in the ninety percent of feel they taught a little too much about all the details, so you can't see the whole stage. Sometimes you just need to take a step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yep. So, um, if there is not uh, any more questions from the audience, uh, I think uh, yeah, it's almost time to end. Um, thanks for everyone uh, joining, and uh, I hope you have enjoyed the session. And yeah, wish everyone um, like uh, happy like weekend. <laughs> thanks, everyone. Yep. Thanks a lot. Thanks.